you can control that, hey, I'm a trust in God, regardless of the circumstances. I'm a believe in his promises. And when things come my way, I'm a come at it and take ownership and have the lens of Christ, the lens of God and all these things, good, bad, or indifferent. A podcast hosted by Jody Tree, Joe on the mic, Leader Talk, tackles various leadership strategies that cover self-development, self-leadership, including spiritual and physical health of leaders. This podcast will feature guests ranging from military leaders, thought leaders, health and nutrition leaders, spiritual leaders, nonprofit leaders, and many more. We're back again. You are not a victim. And yes, yeah, so here we go. All right. So in just broadcasting into Clubhouse and hopefully I'll do this right, you know. So we're, we're talking about you're not a victim. And the reason why I picked this is because it was about, ah, man, it's been going on for such a, such a long time about this victim mentality that's really getting, getting into even the Christian circles. And it's, it's just insidious. And I wanted to address it. And God put it on my heart to address it. And, and you know, it's, it's creeping in in such a way to where people are being pulled in a certain direction and they're going away from Christ. And I just wanted to make sure to put that out there and to just say, hey, look, you know, this is, this is a, a problem and we need to get back to where we need to be as Christian leaders because we're all leaders in some way, shape or form. We talked about this in many, many different broadcasts uh, prior to this one here and prior to this one in, in Clubhouse. And so let's get into this victimhood. And I'm gonna pull up, uh, you know, I did a little some research and uh, pulled some stuff offline. Of course, the scriptures, which is highly, highly, highly important. And that's where we need to base ourselves off of. Then going into other things. But uh, there was this article I got out of uh, Psychology Today uh, from a uh, psychotherapist. But let's just start with victim. It says a victim, according to Webster's Dictionary, is a person who has been attacked, injured, robbed, killed, cheated, or fooled by someone else or harmed by an unpleasant event. And we all know uh, that, that being a victim is, it happens. Things happen in this world. Even Jesus said that um, in this world, you will have trouble, but I give you my peace because I came over, overcame the world. Hey, David, how you doing? Um, just, uh, just to get a, a recap on what's going on here, um, I'm doing my sit rep number eight, but I'm also broadcasting it into uh, Clubhouse. Thank you, David, for being here. I appreciate you. Um, but uh, I got you silent uh, on there <laughs> uh, because I'm broadcasting recording here on Facebook. Uh, so this is my first time. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate the, the support. We're talking about not being a victim. You are not a victim, especially if you are in Christ. But again, going back to we're not talking about being a victim that's, that was robbed or cheated or fooled by someone, uh, attacked, injured. We're not talking about, we're talking about the mental state of being uh, a victim, the victim mentality that says, woe is me. 
Uh, people are against me all the time. And you know what? It, it happens to the best of us, it even happens to Christians. I mean, I'm seeing some Christians online, prominent pastors, start going down the road of victimhood. That, man, I tell you what, the reason why, and God revealed this to me, and I'm going to share it with you guys, that this victimhood mentality is, is insidious because, and I'm just going to jump right into it. What was the original sin? What was the original sin? It was victim mentality. Adam and Eve were blaming God, acting as victims, because they thought God was holding out on them. They were thinking, oh, God, you're, you're withholding something that's good for us. Now, we know in, in Genesis that the devil came at them with some lies, saying, oh, you know, will you actually die if you eat of that fruit? But remember what they said, that, that when Eve saw that apple, she saw it was pleasing to the eyes. Oh, yeah, this is actually nice. Oh, and that when, if I eat it, it'll make me wise like God. Now, if you go to the root of that and go back to that, that's, that's feeling like, oh, I'm being withheld something that's good for me. Oh, man, you know, th this, he doesn't want me to be wise like him. How dare he? You know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that is the root of the problem. That is where we get all messed up. When we start going down that road that someone else is against me and someone else doesn't want me to have whatever, and sometimes Christians go down that road, well, God, why, why is that person more successful than I am? And I'm sitting here working hard, doing this and that, blah, blah, blah. We start going down that victim road and we end up hitting a brick wall and then we start blaming God. Now, I'm going to go down some scenarios that this person, uh, this person, uh, Nancy Collier, who's a psychotherapist, um, she gave some case studies. And I love these case studies. But I'm going to stick with, let me see, I'm going to stick with one of the cases and not go too deep into it. Now, it says here, it was case study number three, and I'm just going to read it to you real quick. It says, Lisa has not had a day off work in a month in part because of her own choice and in part because of her company's busy re season. It says, when her much-awaited day off finally comes, she awakens to the pitter-patter of rain on a roof. Lisa spends the first two hours of her, her, her first free day of the month torturing herself with thoughts about how God is always punishing her and the universe is against her. Uh, and all she wants is to lay outside on a blanket was that too much to ask? Now, that's kind of a simple one, but we've all been there with that negative, negative Nelly attitude. And then it says the, the what's missing out of her, her case is that in the case of Lisa, her victim mentality is a kind of negative narcissism. Wow. That is, she has a belief that the universe and other people's behavior revolve around her. Everything happens for or against her, mostly against her and in relation to her. And she is simultaneously thinks that God and other people share a primary intention to punish her. Dun, 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 dun. 
Uh, just put that uh, that little sound effect in there for effect. But have I know I've been there myself. I've said it before to myself, like, oh, man, I, I, you know what? I knew this was going to happen. Or, you know what? Wait, when, when is the other shoe going to drop? Some, I know some of y'all probably heard that before. But, man, can we get the negative Nelly out of our mindset? And I so appreciate I had a, uh, I was back in the military. This was back in, man, it was, wow, that was a while back, maybe 2011. 2011, we're doing some training down in Florida, getting prepared to do some ranges and other things like that. And I was having a bad day. I was just straight up having a bad day. And I go into the barracks to get some stuff because I still had a long night ahead of me of preparations and whatnot. And there was a, another Christian uh, man in the, in the barracks. He was getting prepared too. And he was in the, uh, he was in the uh, preparation to be an officer. So he was, he was, he was in the candidate program. Uh, and I still had authority over him. And he, had, he asked me how I was doing. And I just went into a tirade of complaining. And he just looked at me and said, hey, you know what? You're, you're really negative. And I was like, what? It kind of took me back. He said, like, yeah, you're, you're, every time I talk to you, you're always complaining. And I was like, wow. And then he handed me a book about the Beatitudes. He said, hey, man, here, here's this book. I was like, wow, wow. And you know what? He made me realize in a good way that I was in a victim mindset. Instead of having a, a mindset of, you know what? You know, this, this day has not been going my way, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm gonna try to see the positivities out of it. And we'll go into the eight different things that you can do to get out of a victim mentality mindset. You know, and I'm just going to give you guys some quick scriptures real, real quick here. And these are kind of, I asked God, I said, God, what are some scriptures that, uh, that Christian leaders can have to help them realize that they're not a victim, that they're overcomers in Christ? This was the first one that, that, that came to my mind. It was uh, John 16, 33. And this is Jesus talking. He says, I have told you these things. He was talking about other things that, that that's going to happen for the disciples and, and their, their future. But he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in that, that chapter 2, he's also talking about giving us the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us and equip us. So Jesus is already talking about a couple of things. He's already said, look, I've overcome the world, but guess what? I've also given you something else. I've given you the Holy Spirit. So I'm not leaving you without provisions. I'm not leaving you without help. I've given you the Holy Spirit. The next scripture I wanted to give you guys is uh, Psalm 27.1. says, the, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Man, you know, we could stop right here just with that one there. 
The next scripture I want to give you guys, that's, that's power of scriptures to stop feeling like a victim, is 1 Peter 5, 7. 1 Peter 5, 7. You've got, you guys have heard of this before. It says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. We are not victims. We have a God who cares for us. Here's another one. Here's another a goodie, another good one. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, uh, and 7. Leaders, Christians, we have a God who wants to go into our situation, into our life, if we allow him, that he will give us the peace which surpasses all understanding and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus because that victim mindset comes in when we don't guard our hearts and minds in Christ. In Christ. Not relying on our own will or our own doings, but relying in Christ. Now, and here's here's a long one, and I love this one too. Here's another one. I'm, get, I'm, I'm bombing you with some scriptures here because, gentlemen, that's where we need to be founded in. It's in Romans chapter 8, 31 through 39. Romans chapter 8. 31 through 39 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, among, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring a, a charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns, no one. Christ, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So not just that God is for us, but Christ is also interceding for us. What did we hear earlier? That Jesus said, look, I overcame the world. I gave you my Holy Spirit. And not only that, he's also interceding for us. He overcame, he gave us help, and he's interceding for us. It says in verse 37, it says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, demons, neither the present or the, nor the future, or any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look, do we need to be victims in our mind about what is going on in our lives? No. Will things happen? Has things happened? Yes. Things have happened, but we have to have the mindset in Christ to understand that we are not victims. We are more than conquerors, even when things are not going our way. They are more than conquerors because he already came, overcame for us. It says, also, here's another one, 
For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but of power, love, and a sound judgment. Going back to our mind. So how can we break away from this victim mentality? I've already given you some scriptures because the first thing that we need to do always, always as Christian leaders is to go in Christ. To seek God, to seek out what he says about it. But I also am a firm believer of some practical steps that we need to take as well. So we're going to talk about these eight steps real quick. All right, folks, time for a sponsor break. Hey, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe, comment, send me a DM if you like this episode, and share it with your friends. Again, share it with your friends. This is a good leadership stuff that everybody needs to know. Visit my website at joedetree.com, joedetree.com, to learn more about me. And uh, if you want a free coaching call, hey, go to my website, sign up for a complimentary coaching call. I'd love to sit down with you and help you figure out how to make 2021 the best year ever. All right, back to our episode. Number one, like I always tell everybody, before we do any of these eight steps, the number one thing is always to seek God, pray, and ask for wisdom. And you know what? Have these verses in your back pocket, or like God says, in the tablet of your heart. These are some of the ones that I have. I pray to myself. And I say, God, you know, I have to remind myself of who I am in Christ. I am not a victim. If I go into that victim mentality, I'm going to go down a road of going away from him, thinking I'm not getting what I, in life, what I want or should or whatever, and yada, yada, yada. The man's against me. The system's against me. Everybody's against me. God's against me. No, no. God is for me. Though I'm in this world and the world will give us trouble, whatever, but I'm not a victim. I'm in Christ. So here we go. Here are some other ways that we can break away from the victim mentality. And number one, take ownership. Take ownership of your life that is in Christ. And we talked about this before in a a previous SIPREP about what you can and cannot control in life. When you take ownership of what you can control, you can control your thoughts, you can control your words, you can control your actions, you can control your decisions. But guess what? You can't, in the opposite realm, you can't control those things in other people. So take ownership of what you can control. You can control that, hey, I'm going to trust in God, regardless of the circumstances. I'm going to believe in his promises. And when things come my way, I'm going to come at it and take ownership and have the lens of Christ, the lens of God, and all these things, good, bad, or indifferent. So taking ownership, knowing what you can and cannot control. Number two, number two, gentlemen and ladies, practice saying no. Uh Uh-oh, can we do that? (laughs) Practice saying no in a good way. And we talked about that before, uh, to make a no list. Know your boundaries. Know your margins. You know, like like a piece of paper. I don't know if y'all have seen that before. We're such in a digital age. But a, a, a piece of paper 
one of those legal pads that we have, they have margins, they have borders, right? Know your borders. Know your, if you know who you are in Christ, you know who you are as an individual, you, you know your values, you know your statements of values, you know your mission in life. And we talk about that in coaching is that to have a mission statement, to know your values, to know what you stand for. And once you know those things, especially in according to the word of God, you have boundaries and you know what those boundaries are. And you can say no in a polite way. I gave this uh, uh, this uh, funny little quip about how I, I started to figure out how to say no in a nice way, uh, especially when it came to work. When I was at work and uh, some people wanted to stay late, do this, do that, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, you know what, uh, you know what, I can't stay to do this, or I can't take on this additional task because I need to get to the house. You know, my wife is waiting for me. She wants to spend time with me. You know, she is prettier than you, and she's softer than you. So I'm gonna go home. And you know what? It would bring some laughter. It would break, you know, the whatever that's going on with the situation, and they would understand. You know what? People will actually respect you and honor you when you say no and you just tell them, look, yeah, I got to go home to my family. Simple as that. Priorities. You don't have to say yes to everything, but what is your priority in Christ? So say no. Number three, number three, this one's a big one. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to eh, some people. Stop blaming. Stop blaming. And that's going to take practice. I know, I know. But when you catch yourself blaming the world, blaming others, going back to the control thing, just stop it. Say, Lord, I don't, I don't want to be blaming. I don't want to go into the blame game. I know what I can and cannot control. You know, and it can be frustrating with some people not doing what they're supposed to be doing or whatever the case may be. And, you know, somebody posting something on social media that you don't like. <laughs> hey, man, stop the blame game. It takes your attention away from the things you can be paying attention to that are good, that are a blessing, that are honorable that actually feed your soul in Christ's word. Do not conform to the age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So yet you may discern what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. That's in Romans 12. But guys and gals, we do not have to be victims. Number four, and I already talked about this, praying for wisdom, praying for wisdom. We saw that in James, the book of James, it talks about if you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously without condemnation, which is super awesome. And we forget that about God, that when, when he wants us to come to him, he's not condemning us. He's not saying, oh, asking me again for wisdom. Man, I thought I gave him already gave him wisdom. No, he says, ask and I will give generously without condemnation. That is so good. That is so good. So 
Ask God. Pray for wisdom. And the biggest thing when you pray for that wisdom is to ask him, what is the root of me going back and acting like a victim? And wait for the answer. You know, you might not get it at that time. You might get it down the road. But is to seek his kingdom and his righteousness continually. And he will give us the things that we need when we seek him first in all things. Now, the next one. This one's a big one. This one's a big one here. Got my coffee here. This one's a big one. Number five. Number five. Forgive yourself and forgive the other person. Guys, and I've talked about this before. This is one of my five areas of leadership that leaders need to know and, and, and activate in their life. It is the power of forgiveness. And, and I've talked about this before. There's actually four, three areas, three areas, excuse me, three areas of forgiveness. I haven't really dived into the third area yet because I'm still researching that. But the first two, people always get number one, which is forgiving others because we harp on that all the time. You got to forgive, you got to forgive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we always talk about that and people get, oh yeah, I got to forgive 70 times seven, yada, yada, yada. But the one that they they tend to overlook and they know it, but they don't do it, is forgiving themselves. Because we can have a victim mentality about ourselves. And we kind of we kind of briefly went over that. But what do you mean by that, Joe? Oh, I always make mistakes. I'm not gonna be smart enough. Oh, I'm not gonna be rich enough. I'm never gonna be prepared. Yada yada yada. I'm not the right skin color. Mm-hmm. That type of victim mentality is bad. And that's why we talked about that before about the negative narcissism. Guys, we can overcome. We've overcomers. We're overcomers in Christ. We already talked about those scriptures. You can be an overcomer, but you got to forgive yourself in the process too. Why? Because Christ already forgave us. When you became a Christian, you accepted his forgiveness. And then part of accepting that forgiveness is forgiving yourself. And I harp on that because we keep on going down that road of putting ourselves down in Christ. When Christ said it is finished, he didn't say, oh, it's finished except for this. No, he said it is finished. What he accomplished on the cross was done for our sins in the past, present, and in the future. If we keep on saying we need forgiveness, that means what he did on the cross was not complete. And then we got to sit there and figure out, oh, what was me? And we go through this whole rigmarole again. Look, he, we're going to make mistakes, but understand he's already forgiven you, but he wants you to get better in whatever thing that you did, that you did, but don't claim the victim role again. It only intensifies the pain and you'll be focusing on that issue more than his forgiveness. Focus more on his forgiveness. Because what was the second commandment? It's the first commandment that Jesus said, he said, look, to love God. The second, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if you don't love yourself, how can you love your neighbor? 
And I'm not saying love yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm so nice. I'm so good. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about that. We're just talking about love in a way that he loved us, that he forgave, that he sacrificed to cover us with forgiveness. So forgive yourself and practice it. Practice forgiveness. When you've been wronged, maybe in a, in a little way, shape or form. Yeah. Look, God, you know, I forgive them because you forgave. You love, so I'm a love. Don't let bitterness, anger, hatred take root. Because that's what we're getting at. We're, chop, we're chopping at these roots here. All right, so forgiveness. Forgiveness is forgiving yourself as well as forgiving others. All right, number six. This one's good. I love it. I practice this uh, every day as much as possible. Number six is practice gratitude. Be grat. Just have an attitude of gratitude. We've heard that before, but it makes sense. The victim mentality focuses on your suffering, specifically on what you're not getting. Going back to the original sin. The original sin, they focused on what they weren't getting. They had everything. Christ gives us everything that is in him. But Adam and Eve, what did they do? They focused on that one tree. See, do you see how insidious that is? If you have a hundred blessings and you focus on 101, 101 of that, that one thing, and you miss out on the 100, the other 100 things that could have been yours, that you could have been having joy in, prosper in, but you focus on that one thing you can't get. That's victim mentality. All right, the number number seven, which uh, I don't I don't like too much, but uh, because I don't like uh, rehashing old, old things. But number seven, and, and number seven is from uh, like I said, this list that uh, this research that this lady did, Psychology Today it says write a list of the ways you can change the bad situation, and I get where she's going with this, but if we practice. An attitude of gratitude, we can don't have to make a list of things. Because sometimes, and it all depends. Some people can write a list of things that, that give them a bad taste in their mouth or that, that make that victim mentality arise and they can write it down so they can get rid of it. Now, some people like doing that. And, I, and I've told people in the past, like, what are the things that, that get you upset? What are the things that you want to get rid of out of your life? And write it down on a piece of paper and then go and burn the ships. You know, you take that list of all the things that you wrote down that that get you upset or or whatever, make you go down a negative road and then burn it up. You know, put it in a fire if you can. Uh, you know, we don't want to violate any fire restrictions to write it down. Put it in a little fire, let it burn it up. And it, and it'd be like a ceremony of burning up those things and getting rid of those things in your life that are holding you back. So if you, if you think you can go through that type of uh, little ceremony or that type of little thing to do, writing a list of the things and bad situations and, and stuff that, that might get you into victim mentality, and then burning it up, go for it. Call it burning the ships. So and that would, I have an episode of my podcast about burning the ships, which is pretty awesome. And I, I highly recommend you guys go and check it out. Now, number eight, 
Number eight, turn your focus to helping others. You know what? When you change your mindset to say, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to turn this negativity, turn it around, and I'm just going to help others. I'm going to help somebody today to put me in a better mindset, a better frame, because God would be pleased with me just helping somebody else out. You know what? And that always turns things around. Because when you can sit there and help others and realize when you have, and you know, this goes along with having a gratitude. When you realize that in your life, especially here in the United States, we are so blessed to be in the United States. If your families come over here from another country because of what's going on in your country of persecution and poverty and, and war and things of that nature, you know in this country it's way better. Now, for us that have been born and raised here, we think that we got it bad. We don't. Lord have mercy, we don't. And I got a picture of that when I was in the military. And some of you guys that I know, you've been in the military, you're veterans, and you've been in other war-torn countries, and you've seen the stuff over there. And that's what I got my first appreciation of being a U.S. citizen, born and raised, when I went to another country, another war-torn country, and I saw the poverty over there. Real poverty. Real hurt, pain, suffering that was going on. Now, it's not to say that in the United States there's not some things that are, there are injustices and things that we've seen, things that happen, but for overall, the majority of, of the U.S. citizens, I'm not going to say Americans because America, America is a continent of U.S. citizens, the majority, including the ones that are that, you know, low income, are doing well, far better than people around the world, the majority of people around the world. If you have internet, you're in a house, you have air conditioning, you have a toilet, you have a refrigerator, you have running water, you are the top percentile of people that are blessed in, in the world. We gotta get out of that victim mentality. I was thinking when we were growing up, you know, we, that we didn't have much, but you know what? We had a lot. We were blessed. We were blessed. And I just wish that I, I would have changed my attitude when I was younger. But, you know, I can't go back there. I can only live now in the present with an attitude of gratitude and blessings and to be able to talk to you guys and gals about you're not a victim. Now, and again, I'm a caveat it with we're, we're talking about having a victim mentality. We're not talk to, talking about victims that have been victimized because... You know, if you have been victimized, there, there is a process for that. But this is not what that discussion is about. It's about getting that victim mentality out of your mindset. So we can live in power and authority and blessings that God has given us. And I've given you those scriptures. The biggest one is that he's overcome. That we don't need to be anxious for anything in Philippians 4. But in everything, in prayer and supplication, giving thanks, making your request be known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all us and it would guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Be of good courage. Have faith. God overcame, you can overcome. 
but we got to do it in Christ, in his love, in his care, in his mercies. And walk in the day with not a prideful spirit, but a overcoming spirit. That with anything that comes our way, we can overcome, but in Christ. Because once we start trying to overcome in our own, and things start happening to us, that's when that victim mentality tries to creep in. It says, oh God, why did you let this happen? Oh, why are they treating me like this? Oh, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, 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 victim. No, you're not a victim, you're an overcomer in Christ. If God is for you, who can be against you? Remember, if people are gonna be acting crazy, they're acting crazy because of the things they got going on in their life. And it's not necessarily because of you. It's because of their own shortcomings and those things that they're not dealing with properly in their own life. But that's another story in and of itself. But first, we got to work on ourselves and say, God, I'm grateful for your blessings. I'm grateful for what you've done for me. And to live a life of not being a victim because he redeemed us. He saved us. And we can live in that. We can boast in that that God loves me. That's the boasting that he likes, that we're saved by grace, that we can cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. Going back to what we said before, Jesus overcame the world. He gave us his helper and he's interceding for us. That's what the scripture tells us. So we have more than enough to get out of that victim mentality to walk confidently in his grace and to be a blessing to others. So we talked about those eight things real quick. I'm going to remind you guys. But I said first, before we talk about these eight things, we always go to God in prayer asking for his help. Number one, we take ownership, know what we can control. Number two, practice saying no. <laughs> Three, stop blaming we pray for wisdom and guidance to ask God what is the root of how why we're going into this victim mentality so we can overcome it. See, when you identify the target, you can hit it, all right? Five, you forgive yourself, especially when you forgive other people. Six, we practice gratitude. Seven, this is up to you if you can do it. You write a list of those things that might trigger you into going into victimhood. Write it down and then burn it. Or, you know, you can just line through it saying, God, I'm not going to let these things overcome me in Jesus' name. You can burn it, trash it. Number eight, turn your focus on helping others. And that's uh, the number five in my leadership philosophy, too. Sharing is caring. Where we, you guys, leaders, when, when we pour into others, there's a blessing in that. Even as there's a scripture that says, when we refresh others, we will be refreshed ourselves. So there's healing in that. All right, guys, guys and gals, hopefully uh, you uh, loved this broadcast. Uh, I, I enjoyed just sharing with you guys and what was going on and what I've been learning, all the stuff that I've been uh, just gleaning from these past couple of weeks. And you know what? When we focus on God more than the, the problems that are around us, we have get one, we get solutions and we don't let the, the problems around us overcome us because he overcame. All right, guys, have a blessed day 
And you know what? You are not a victim. And guys, like I always tell you, have a positive expectation of God's goodness in your life. Hey, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe, comment, send me a DM if you like this episode, and share it with your friends. Again, share it with your friends. This is a good leadership stuff that everybody needs to know. Visit my website at joedetree.com, joedetree.com, to learn more about me. And uh, if you want a free coaching call, hey, go to my website, sign up for a complimentary coaching call. I'd love to sit down with you and help you figure out how to make 2021 the best year ever.